Welcome to Getting Social with the Curious Cowgirl. I'm Mary, and as an antique dealer, I have found social media marketing to be an invaluable partner in reaching my customers. In this podcast, I'll share my insights, easy and actionable tips, and simple recommendations for my fellow antique dealers who want to grow their business. Let's get started. Hey, you all. Welcome back to another episode of Getting Social with the Curious Cowgirl. I'm so glad y'all are here today. So a couple things I wanted to share with you before we dive into today's episode. If you haven't noticed, or if you're new to this podcast, and this is the first episode that you're tuning into, one of the things that I'm doing at the beginning of 2024 is recording episodes in the order of what I would call the work you need to do in order to be successful in marketing your antique business on social media. So you may want to hit the stop button and go back to my first episode of 2024 and listen to the episodes in order so that you are sort of learning in the order that I would like for you to learn. If you don't want to do that, that's totally fine. But I just wanted to at least alert you to the fact that these first few episodes are definitely recorded and put in a certain order on purpose. So today we're going to be talking about the algorithm. And whenever I teach to groups in malls or uh, you know groups of dealers in malls or I do a Zoom class, I know that there's a lot of anxiety or confusion about the word algorithm and what it means because I think we all hear the word algorithm a lot you know, on the news, or if you're, you know, on, I don't know, social media platforms and hear people talking about the algorithm, I think there's a lot of misconceptions about what it is and what it does. So I think it's important that I spend a minute explaining to you all what the algorithm is, so that the advice that I'm going to give you, the techniques I'm going to teach you later on, will make more sense because a lot of them are geared toward making the algorithm work for you. So let's talk about what the algorithm is. So, you know, and I guess in in the most technical terms, the algorithm is simply the computer programs or the artificial intelligence that is sort of running things behind the scenes. Um, most platforms have many different algorithms. There's not one specific algorithm running everything. Just as a side note, it's always really interesting to me to listen to the Instagram posts by the president and CEO of Instagram. His name is Adam Mosseri. He has his own Instagram account and posts there very regularly. And it's always interesting to me to Um, tune in when he, you know, is um, posting something. I definitely learned something. But one of the things that I learned, you know, in 2023 is the common misconception that there is only one algorithm running everything and there's not. There's lots of different algorithms, you know, kind of doing all the work behind the scenes. So I want to give you all a couple of analogies. I think um, I like to teach using analogies when I can. I think it helps 
illustrate and explain something that seems a little difficult to grasp in terms of something that is easy for all of us to understand. So one of the analogies I want to give you all is the algorithm is a lot like a luggage tag. So if you think about what the purpose of a luggage tag is, when you put a tag on your suitcase, the tag and the tag is, um, and now these days, you know, the, the folks at the, at the desk are then putting stickers, right, with little barcodes on our suitcases. The purpose of those stickers or tags are to let the conveyor belts know where our suitcases are supposed to go. And I'm sure that all of us have seen pictures or video at some point in life of, you know, kind of what it looks like behind the scenes when our bags go through the little flaps into the backside of the airport. And some of the real big airports, there's, you know, conveyor belts and chutes and slides and, and suitcases are moving all over the place based on the information that is on those luggage tags or, you know, in the year 2024, the little stickers with the barcodes that are on our suitcases. Okay, so I want you to think about that. One of the functions of the algorithm as similar to the function of a tag on a suitcase. The algorithm is reading our posts and then determining where they need to go, who they need to get in front of. We're going to spend a lot of time in future episodes talking about how we give the algorithm that information, but the algorithm is reading everything in our posts from what our pictures or video are to the words we use in our captions to the hashtags that we use. And so it's important that the algorithm have the right information to get our posts in front of the right buyers is really where we want our posts to go in the same way that we want our luggage tags to get our suitcases on the right plane. Okay. Same exact function. Another analogy that I'm going to give you all is comparing the algorithm to a personal shopper. Now, I've never had a personal shopper in my life, but I certainly know what they are. That may, maybe some of y'all have had a personal shopper. I imagine most of y'all know what they are in case you're not super familiar. Um, a lot of very high-end retailers used to be back in the day, department stores. Now there's, you know, shopping centers employ personal shoppers. Regardless, their purpose was to, and is to, they still exist, to get to know their customer, their client, get to the, know them in a way that they can then go shop on their behalf and bring back, you know, clothing items that their client is going to like. And the more time the personal shopper spends with their client, the more they're going to get to know them. They're going to get to know what their daily life is like, where they like to vacation, you know, do they have children and how does that imp impact their life? You know, do they, are they in cold climates, warm climates? Do they only wear cotton? Are they willing to wear synthetic fibers? I mean, all those things, what, you know, what their budget is. So the more a personal shopper gets to know their client, the more successful they're going to be in bringing back uh, clothes that ultimately their client's going to buy. And the benefit to the personal shopper is they're probably making a percentage on the clothes that they're um, you know, they're bringing to curating and bringing to their clients. Okay, so how is that like the algorithm? Well, we want to have that same kind of relationship with the algorithm. We want the algorithm um, to 
get to know us as account holders or as business owners. We want them to understand the you know, the content that we're putting out there. We want them to see that we are frequently posting about, I don't know, whatever it is, uh, English antiques. We're frequently posting about depression glass. They're going to get to know us better because they're going to see the um, frequency and similarities of the content we're posting. And then they are, like a personal shopper, going to take our post and find the people on Facebook, on Instagram, who are most likely um, going to want to see that content. They are um, maybe collectors of depression glass. Maybe they are, you know, they are um, people who are always interacting with posts about English antiques. And so the algorithm, when it really understands the kind of um, content topically that we're putting on social media platforms, the algorithm is going to work to get our posts in front of the ideal client, the ideal customer, the people who are most likely really going to appreciate what we're posting. Well, why is that beneficial to the algorithm in the same way that it's beneficial to the personal shopper in that they make a sale and make a percentage? Why is that beneficial to the algorithm? Well, at the end of the day, the goal of every social media platform is to keep us on the platform as long as possible. For good or for bad, for good or for evil, <laughs> it just is what it is. They, they want us on the platforms as long as possible. Why? Well, I'm sure you've noticed if you spent any amount of time on social media in the last year, there's a huge number of ads that appear in our feed. Sometimes it feels like every other post is an ad, every third post is an ad. And while that is irritating on some level, that is how the platforms are making money. They're, they're selling, you know, uh, they're um, selling ad space to big companies. And so they want to make sure that, you know, me as a person on Instagram, that I'm seeing ads for the things that they have determined I'm going to be interested in buying. And if I continue to stay on the platform longer, not only am I going to see more content that they know I want to see, but I'm going to see ads that they know I'm going to want to see. So it's, it is to the benefit of the algorithm to really, really understand us as account holders and what we're posting and to, and to get our content in front of the ideal people. It benefits, it's a, it's a cyclical benefit, if that makes sense. Okay. All right. So again, I'm going to spend a lot of time more deeply talking about all the things that we can do as content creators, as, you know, account holders to create content that is going to be, um, you know, seen as valuable by the algorithm and the algorithm is going to work hard on our behalf. There's a lot of ways that we can sort of ensure that success, but I hope that these two analogies have helped you understand really what the functionality of the algorithm is. Now, you know, I know that there's, um, you know, some kind of negative commentating thoughts about what the algorithm is and what it does. And I can't speak to whether or not that's true or false, but I will say this. Um, I don't think the algorithm is going to be super interested in suppressing content from antique dealers. <laughs> Okay. I mean, I think we can all think of the categories of content that if there is in fact suppression, 
going on out there that the algorithm might suppress, but I don't think pictures of Majolica plates and English oak tables are probably on that list. So I don't think that any of us that are utilizing social media to promote our antique business need to worry about that at all. Um, That's not what we're here to do. So um, I think you can kind of put that worry out of your mind if you're worried about that at all. All right. So as we kind of think about, you know, gearing up to begin marketing our antique businesses, particularly for those of you all who are selling in the context of a multi-dealer scenario, a mall or maybe a weekly flea market or whatever, there's going to be some um, uh, some aspects of what I just explained about the algorithm that is going to come into play in terms of how we select the content that we put on our um, either Facebook or Instagram accounts, how we write our captions, how we curate hashtags, Don't worry if that all seems like a lot. We're going to go through it all step by step. But all of the decisions that we make in in the content we put on the platform is very much going to play into how hard the algorithm is going to work on our behalf. And we want the algorithm to work hard on our behalf. So stick with me. Tune in to the next episodes of Getting Social with the Curious Cowgirl because I'm going to break it all down for you. All right. Thanks for tuning in. I look forward to talking to y'all again soon.